Hard. It's the show where we watch lots of wrestling and try to find the stuff we think is worth watching. First up is the man responsible for AW and SmackDown, Brandon. Hello. Hey, what's up, Jim? How are you doing this evening? How was your Stuffed vacation? Up? How was your vacation? You uh, get a lot of wrestling in? Yeah, all I did was sat there on the couch in the beautiful Sunshine State and consumed SmackDown AEW. Got full notes, so we should be able to rock and roll. No, I, I stuffed all this stuff in at the 5 o'clock hour to 9 o'clock hour this morning. So. <laughs> did you uh, go to AEW Live since you were in Tampa? Yep, yep. Stopped by Dally's place. <laughs> you didn't see me or hear me uh, singing Judas? Yes, yes. This is awesome. Next up is the man assigned the tasks of Impact. No, we're not doing Impact. I got one thing to talk about with Impact. NXT and Raw. Chris, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? How's your window what? doing? Chris's what's window got on? broken. Yeah, my window is doing well. It's living inside my shop back right now, and there's still pieces in the gravel out back of my house that I have to suck up tomorrow. I've met up with so. all its friends in your shop back. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm very yeah. happy about this. The blue tarp sticking out of the side of my truck looks fantastic right now, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and I'm Jim, and I'm going to talk about as many Japanese promotions as I can handle in a week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard4wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Let's start like we usually start. AEW. AEW had a huge ratings grab, didn't it? 1.2 million people. Now, we had discussed, Brandon... Brandon, I think you were on the belief that there were that people would not jump from NXT to AW. Am I correct in that? No, I didn't see that. I didn't think they would see nearly that big of a bump. Right. Do we think it? Okay, let's talk about it, Brandon. Do you have thoughts on this? Um, I don't know. But I my original thought was, I guess obviously AEW is a new product out of NXT and AEW on Wednesday night. So that many people that were AEW diehards didn't feel compelled to go back and check NXT on Tuesday, whereas the people that love NXT and watch every T and watch NXT every week, this was the first time that they would go head ahead and probably check it out. That's my only guess as to why this happened. But um, surprise, good for them. Yeah, I, w- I wonder how much this had to do with Tyson being on. This is the second week in a row that Tyson was on it. Correct? Am I wrong? Yeah, the, the only reason I didn't think that is because, like you said, he uh, was more advertised the week before that. As okay, being that's on, the question I was going to say. Shit. Let's, yeah, I don't remember him being advertised two weeks ago, but I definitely remember him all week getting advertised. I know it's a curious number. I, I the the big thing is, and you know, I thought that they were going <laughs> to just the product they're putting on television. I thought for sure that was going to be reflected in people leaving the show, as was we were seeing a trend of. I'm curious what the number is this week, because we'll talk about the show in a minute, but shit went great. Chris, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It all seems to be very uh, very random at this point. There's no tra- telling why. I just don't, I don't think that many people are going to be like, I got to watch AEW. Mike Tyson's going to be on it. Right. I mean, let's, I mean, be, he let's be realistic. He's got a TV yeah. show on. He's got a TV show on Hulu, and, you know, he's still culturally relevant. But I don't think – I don't know what his audience is. I kind of think that people that will watch a Mike Tyson show and people that watch professional wrestling kind of are the same people. Am I crazy in thinking that? Maybe right there. All right? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right, so what do you got from AEW this week? Let's talk about it. The only the only thing I would bring up to close that that I meant to say was – Yeah, go ahead. 
if they churn through these users, these potential viewers and go back down to 700, that's a really bad sign. So they, yeah. they started off hot, burned through some people. Now they're on, uh, or they, they haven't changed, sorry, but there's no competition. If they dip back down again, that means they don't have a very sticky TV show. Right. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> sticky, happy yeah. 2020. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, nice segue, bro. So what do you got? Uh, okay, Wednesday night. Not not uh, too much very interesting happened, but the Young Bucks go full heel. I don't know if you saw this promo right at the beginning of the show. Uh, I think Nick Jackson might have been partaking in some 420 blazing it because he looked absolutely ridiculous standing next to his brother Matt while he talked. He's wearing like a leather paper boy, like a, what is his name, Brian Johnson ACDC hat. He's right. just standing there with his eyes squinted closed, not saying anything. But uh, they've gone full heel now, and they they cut off. They show a montage. They cut the tassels off, and they've replaced them with uh, feathers and beads now. That's how you know that they're yeah, bad guys. A, a distinct change in personality. Uh, I don't know. I think they did a pretty good job of coming off as heels. None of it makes sense why they suddenly are heels. The story yeah. leading up to it doesn't make any sense. It's just they're so flip-floppy, their character. One week they're a good guy, one week they're a bad guy, and now all of a sudden they're they have Christian Dior fucking sneakers on. And <laughs> <laughs> well, they've they've sold out that the commentary team says, and that, I don't they're think one of the you can sell of the out company. when you Who own the TV <laughs> show. I sold out to my own product. <laughs> so, that'll leave you scratching your head as to uh, what's going on with them. Chris, any thoughts on this? No, I know that they were. They posted a picture on Instagram where they were wearing Dior sneakers. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at the feathers. And they got beads hanging off their headbands. <laughs> yes. Like uh, Rick James. Yeah. Like Rick James hair. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure the match will be exactly the same as it's been for the last 10 years. I know. They're matched. Different clothes. They're matched with uh, Phoenix, Ray Phoenix and the. Uh... Pac was pretty damn cool, right, Brandon? Yeah, it was a fun match. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know if it's just because I'm so interest, uninterested in the Young Bucks at this point, but I leave a lot of their matches thinking the same thing, is that the other tag team looked a little bit more fun to me, but then the Young Bucks always rally at the end, double super kick somebody or Meltzer drive somebody and then win. I thought that was particularly the case last week. I Pac and Ray Phoenix looked awesome. But he ends up getting uh, unmasked, and he he doesn't want anyone to see his face so bad that he just eats a double super kick yep. pin just so he can keep both of his hands over his eyes. Classic Lucha Libre. Anything else from the show? No, Mike Tyson. He uh, there's a couple couple KO punches. Yes. One from a go go. One oh, from uh, Mike Tyson. All right, let's talk about the a go go one because uh, it was a bit odd. It was an odd choice. Yeah. First of all, I don't know who a go-go is. I asked you guys who a go-go was. You guys didn't really know who a go-go was, and you guys are like mixed martial arts, martial arts kind of guys. And so this guy isn't very good, correct? Am I wrong in assuming, assuming this? I, yeah, I don't think that there's any a go-go to know. There is, <laughs> he's never really done anything. <laughs> so his Have gut, you heard of him, Chris? Chris. Uh, no. So his gut punches are so powerful. <laughs> like it was like uh when you're uh playing uh super punch out and you have to punch bald bull in the stomach like that's what yep. it was like 
It was just silly. And it was also silly because it was, you know, it's pro wrestling and they just called the match like, oh, it's over. What the hell? What did we change the rules for a go-go? <laughs> now he can knock people out with a gut punch and there's no like. It was so deadly. It was so silly. It was This was very silly. Chris, okay, thoughts, so Chris, thoughts on Gogo? Just did a little research. No, I have I have no thoughts on him. He's a uh, he's a a boxer. Right, right. Yeah, uh, we know that. yeah. Well, I mean, you said MMA. That's why I was well, thinking but... martial arts in general. The martial yeah, arts, but the fight, the art of fighting. So yeah, I don't I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> they said he retired as a boxer because he had too many eye injuries. So I don't right. know. So he got hit that many times. I don't know so. if that's going to come into the plot line at some point. But oh god, so oh oh, he's got his eye. He's got wrenches in his eye. So yeah. he, he retired as a pro boxer and made the absolutely horrible career decision to go train under QT Marshall. <laughs> oh, is that who he's hanging out with? Yeah, yeah. Marshall Jones. I'm going to imagine he's like the heater for QT Marshall. He's going to be his. He's going to be his Omas or whatever Diesel. I'm not buying it. All right. Oh, you said another knockout punch. We got a good one from oh. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Cash Wheeler, poor guy, gets rocked right across the jaw by he Mike Tyson. Cracked. I don't he think had... he knows how to lay off totally. He had a fucking nice little knuckle mark on his forehead, man. That sucks. <laughs> Whatever. Do it, for, do it for the business, I guess. Chris, thoughts? Credit to those two for putting themselves in there. Like, constantly just putting them. Was it, was it the same one that got his head busted open to the week before? <laughs> couple yeah, weeks ago yeah yeah yeah. yeah i mean at least give him some credit for getting themselves like right in the mix he's the guy that beat up that guy that ran into the ring during the hall of fame do you remember that in wwe hall of fame the one that ran into the ring when bret hart was in there yeah bret hart was in there he ran into the ring and then this guy in 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 this tag team yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he beat the shit on the way out God, yeah and that was pretty cool we're kind of like all the wrestlers, I remember afterwards, if I'm not mistaken, weren't some of the wrestlers like, we're really happy that he did that, but they have security guards to do that stuff. Yeah, like, don't be doing that shit no more. You can't do <laughs> that. I get it. We're go- It's good, like, you know, going to give you some credit for standing up for the business and standing up for your coworkers, but at the same time, call the cops. <laughs> well, they have, there's, there's, the times they are changing. They are changed, yes. <laughs> any, any more thoughts on AEW? No, man. Uh, Thunder Rosa, though, is says she's going to try to win the NWA and AEW titles. We see Britt Baker again for the first time. So good news, Thunder Rosa is not totally going back to NWA. And uh, Britt Baker has appeared on TV again. So uh, th- that's not done just yet. I thought that was going to go away for a little longer, but that's about it. At least they're popping up. You know, we were talking about how they would have to, Chris had mentioned, they would have to go away. They didn't have to retell the story all the time. But they pop, they pop up pretty regularly on AEW television. Uh, did you hear this uh, report? And I'm not going to go into this about Meltz, but he mentioned something, and it makes kind of sense. He said, "I hate that to give him credit, but he said that the reason that <laughs> AW is putting all of this product on YouTube is to create a back catalog so they can pitch it as a streaming service. It makes a lot of sense if you think it about does. it, where they're just creating this back catalog and then." If these these wrestlers that are on Dark and Elevation become big stars in AEW, you can always go, hey, go check out their first match from, I don't know, February 2021 here exclusively on the AEW app. It actually makes a little bit of sense. What do you think, Brandon? Chris, did you have something to say? Yeah, Chris, I'm, still, I'm still processing. Oh, uh, not even 
Also, not even for uh, an AEW app. I mean, yeah, maybe somewhere down the line. I mean, AEW I just made. App. I just made, getting. I made up just the getting, AEW app. I just right. No, no, I know, I know. But even just just getting the hits on YouTube. Go back and YouTube this match. This person, so you could see all these matches or see so and so in his debut in AEW on YouTube, and they get paid for that too. Right. They have ads on those things. So right. yeah, I mean that generates a lot of um, a lot of revenue. I think that would probably probably generate more revenue for them than 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 a streaming service would you know what i mean i that i don't that i have no idea yeah i'm just saying you know i mean if you can get enough hits on youtube man it just gets you know a lot of people make a lot of money we saw yeah we saw a really weird boxing pay-per-view all based on youtube hits (laughs) this weekend you know what i mean did you guys watch hold on let's cut off from professional wrestling did you guys watch that did anybody watch no i did not brandon when you were on the beach did you say i have to stream this I, it was an event when we were all down there. People were curious, so I caught the highlights on my phone. But I heard it was one of the weirder events that you could imagine. I think Ric Flair was there. Snoop was there. Everybody that could woo and scream and holler was there. <laughs> um, it was in the middle of a football stadium and like, like an NFL field or like college. Yeah, like at the fifty-yard line I, uh, in Atlanta where the Falcons play, whatever that's called. Yeah. But, um, Mercedes-Benz, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's – pretty sure that's where it was. They said it was at like yeah. the 50-yard line in Atlanta. And um, I guess they built like a cage around it so you couldn't – like so they had some people in. Like they sold some tickets or let some people in, but then nobody could see the ring. And people were complaining about that because <laughs> the big part of the show, there was only two fights. And then there was a bunch of concerts going on during it but all that stuff was pre-recorded so the people that were there just ended up watching everything on a big screen from within the the stadium that sounds absolutely bizarre so it's like the most botched event yeah so here's the thing so they did the mike tyson it's triller which i'm gonna be honest with you i still don't know what triller is but they did the um mike tyson roy jones exhibition fight and there were a lot of people out there that watched that entire card and said, you ain't getting my fucking money again. Um, and then this one, they kind of got hyped up just through a lot of weird internet shit talking. And from people that I've heard have said that it was just a complete and total disaster. Picture, picture, Jim, picture, Brandon, you're, pro- you're not going to remember this, but Jim, picture, you remember the WCW Girls Going Wild thing? Yes, with Snoop and um, that other guy, the creepy guy. And the creepy girl's going wild guy. Okay. And remember how bad it was? Yeah. But at least it was funny. Like we were laughing at what was going on. We had no clue what the hell was happening. We were laughing at what was going on. Picture that level of crap, but not funny at all. So the Triller app. (laughs) The Triller app. Triller is an American video sharing social networking service. The service allows users to create and share short form videos, including videos set to or automatically synchronized to music using artificial intelligence technology. So that's what this is. (laughs) That's what Triller is. What the fuck? I still got it. It just sounds like TikTok to me, right? Yeah. 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 And I still don't know what, I mean, I, I know what TikTok is, but I don't get TikTok. Right. Once again, it's like not knowing who Bad Bunny is. I'm woefully out of touch in this well, world. TikTok's, so TikTok's for for the children, I think, at this point, right? Younger people. 
Yeah, but I'm not going to sit here and say that TikTok is stupid because I don't know what <laughs> right, it is. Right. I don't know what it is. It, 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 I'm stupid, and that's why I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I remember downloading it for the bar, and then I was just like, yeah, I don't feel very comfortable watching videos of 18-year-old girls dancing. Thank you very much. I, <laughs> I think I, I downloaded TikTok as well, and I was like, oh, yeah, no. This, is, this, is, this, is, this could get me locked up. Yeah. All right, final <laughs> final thoughts on AEW. We got off to- topic. Yeah. Sorry. Did you guys hear that... Um, so, Kenny Omega is fighting Rich Swan, Chris. Yeah. Yes. And Mauro Ranallo is going to be the commentator. Yeah, I, that I did not know. Yes, and they're going to supposedly unite the titles. I'm going to imagine that this is going to be a, a muffed finish. They're not going to unite anything. Yeah, I would imagine that because where do you go after that? Yeah. But I can see that happen. No, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's nothing really to say. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible television program. Right. Um, it, 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 it is now in league with a program that has proven itself to be kind of shitty. Um, you know, two of shit is still shit. Yeah. 1.2 you know? million people watched half of that shit, though, which is bizarre. Well, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, well, you know, I, I'm talking from my point of view. Right. Two of shit is still shit. If they really wanted to fuck you, to quote Dennis Miller, I'll give you three. I mean, really, it's I, – I, I, look, there was a period when we first started this where Impact actually was intriguing. It had fun, goofy stuff going on. But, man, it just really took a left turn and went really bad. And, that was oh, easy to ditch, that show. Yeah, and, and a lot of it had to do with Don Callis and Kenny Omega. Yeah. When they weren't focused on their own shit. And, you know, sometimes you just got to f- worry about yourself and improve your product. Don't rely on giving it a shot in the arm by using somebody else's uh, somebody else's talent to try to get yours over. It doesn't make any sense, but whatever. They're there. Brandon, are you going to catch this match? I see a Sports Illustrated article here. It says, Kenny Omega match has significant ramifications for Rich Swan and the whole wrestling industry. Yeah, I saw that title, too. I did not I don't know on. about all that. <laughs> Sounded like I knew better than the guy reporting, so I didn't click on it. <laughs> that thought never crossed my mind. But... I was like, man, this is really going to be impactful for the entirety of professional wrestling. I really buy Rich Swan as a champ. I don't. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about NXT. Chris, pretty good match this week. Our show. Yeah, uh, it was a pretty good show. A um, couple things happened. Roddy quit. Yeah, the Roddy quitting thing is pretty uh, silly, right? Yeah, Roddy quit. In, in, First of all, I didn't in, even understand what he said. Neither did I. Like, he walked into he's like, oh, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to have to have this meeting. And he walks in, and of course, the camera follows him. And he goes, yes, Roderick, I believe it. And then uh, and Roddy Strong just goes, I'll run. He said, I'm done. But it sounded like, I'll run or I have a gun. Yeah, it took me a minute. And I had to wait and then, like, back it up a little bit. And I was like, oh, he said, I'm done. So he said, you're welcome. You're welcome back here at any time, Robert. And that was that was the end of it. All right. Well, I, how was get, that? Well, let's get one thing out of the way. Your, your Stephen Regal is atrocious. No, that's perfect. What are you talking about? Number two. <laughs> number two. I think I've talked about this before. I'll talk about it until they change it. The general manager of the company has the shittiest office in the history of office. <laughs> it's a fucking broom closet. Broom closet with a curtain all over it. 
what else we got? Um, Brandon, uh, thoughts. Do you think that uh, Roderick Strong really quit the company, or do you think this is a storyline? <laughs> Never see him again, man. He's gone. He's, he's and he's, he's out. Upset by the releases. Yes. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, we got a little video. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, Are we sorry. boring you, Chris? Yeah, sorry. I guess my, my Jocko Go isn't helping me. <laughs> <laughs> we get a little video of uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Uh, according to Jim, they were pooping next to one another. Yep, and he slammed a toilet seat. When he and uh, they challenge MSK, and he slams, Ciampa slams the toilet seat down while, while Thatcher <laughs> continues to poop and stare. Um, yeah, it was a little, that was a little, it was a cool little promo, but it's good to see Timothy Thatcher. Did we get a conclusion to that story? Where, where's he been? He was kidnapped. No, they never said that he kidnapped. They were just saying that they were alluding to the fact that, um, Alexander Wolf had attacked them and put him out, I guess. I don't know. You can't have two kidnappings on one show. All the kidnappings. Right. Because you already had Austin Theory get kidnapped. Yep. Which for some reason, Beth Phoenix defends yeah because Austin Theory is saying that he's a good guy I think he's got uh, what is it called Munchausen by proxy no which no no which no, one no. is it it's, uh, it's nailed um, it no no Stockholm Syndrome Munchausen by proxy is when you poison people and get sympathy what? yeah yeah exactly when you get when you make your kids sick so everybody feels bad for you yeah I've um, done I've done both of these things yeah, <laughs> that's why I mix them up uh <laughs> Taya made her NXT debut um, during a Raquel Gonzalez promo. Yep. Her name is, and I had it written down. I forget what her name is. Hold on. I'll think I got it. it. I got it. Wait, hold on. Her name is. Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet. I never would have gotten it. Too much dead air. It was Frankie Monet. Yeah. Frankie Monet. <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart was stuck in my head. And then a name that. No wrestler's name it was stuck in my head. Right. <laughs> so she made her NXT debut, NXT debut during a Raquel Gonzalez promo, promo, uh, only to be told that um, Raquel Gonzalez was going to shove her dog up her butt. It was great. This was great. I loved it. And then awesome. she she ran away. Uh, I'm a big fan of Taya, so hopefully she does really well. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what else do we got? We have um, a little title change. Yeah, I was going to get to that. You know, the dude that we always talk about, how he's there just to make everybody else <laughs> on the card look good, Kushida? Well, he wins the Cruiserweight title this week in an open challenge from Santos Escobar. So you got a new Cruiserweight champion. And new uh, pants. Kushida. Kushida has new fucking shorts. He, he looks has good. new shorts. He's not wearing shorts. He's, not, he's wearing wrestling trunks. He's not wearing shorts or jeans anymore. And I didn't notice it because I, when I saw him in the, sh in the wrestling trunks, did he change his boots? He might still have the space boots on. The space boots may still be on, but it's cool because she does the uh, cruiserweight title. Um, further ele elevating that over the women's tag championships on Raw oh, boy. for the second to the least important championship in WWE. Um, then we have <laughs> – this is – I really enjoyed this match. Uh, we get Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, Shotzi Blackheart, and Ember Moon versus The Way. Uh, you know, as I'm watching this match, I realize is that especially like for the week after their big takeover, basically WrestleMania for them, that's the epitome of what a TV main event should be. It was fun. It involved a lot of guys, a lot of characters. Um, 
and it was very entertaining. It was very well done, and it was very fast-paced. It was exciting, and it ended awesome, where Indy Hartwell pretends that she's knocked unconscious, and she's shuffling her way to the side of the ring. Oh, my God, it was so funny. This is amazing. To get uh, Dexter Loomis to carry her into the back. She kept trying to get kissed. Yeah, (laughs) she was so good. And as she's getting carried to the back, she looks over his shoulder, winks, and gives the thumbs up, and then acts like she's asleep. Uh, the baby faces get the win after Austin Theory takes the tsunami, which is uh, that Bronson Reed uh, splash off the top rope. Mm-hmm. But all in all, it's a pretty good show. Um, I mean, I you know, we're in agreement that they're even when their shows are eh, they're still the best weekly wrestling show on TV right now. Yeah, I think so, Brandon. Yeah, I'm glad because she uh, ditched the uh, Aero Pastel jeans and got himself a new belt. So. Who who would have thunk? Yeah, I, um, <laughs> this is the best constructed show. It makes sense. It's linear, and it leaves you wanting more. They want you want to watch next week to catch more. Yes. Unlo- unlike another show that was used to go against it, and it's on Tuesday night, so we can I can watch both now. I don't have to feel like I'm forced to watch one or the other. So, pretty good. It was a pretty good week. Any final thoughts on that? You're not going to get any from me. I think we covered it. All right, cool. All right, something I didn't put on our outline, but I'm going to mention it because uh, we don't really cover New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I'm only going to cover the fun stuff, and uh, I just thought of this. Uh, first of all, Kent has been doing promos with um, uh, Yoshihashi's staff, his stick, his bow stick, where he's in love <laughs> with it. He's making out with it. He he did lo- recently lose it back. This is absolutely brilliant. I, I, what the hell was he doing in WWE? I don't know. Farting around. And, like, this shit has been fantastic. He's been great since he got to New Japan. Did you guys check this? I sent you some links. Yeah, he was, well, at one point, wasn't he doing an interview as the stick? He was, like, the stick was talking. stick up in front of the camera and stuff? Yeah. Calling Yoshihashi ugly. Yes. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. I love giving an inanimate object. <laughs> and he's not. There's no story behind it. He just grabs it, puts it in front of the camera, and just starts talking with it. He made his own storyline up. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the, these times of the year where I don't pay attention to New Japan, and I just in my head it, it's boring. I just see little clips like that, and I'm like, they must be bored. Kent is Kent right. They're all bored. They're as bored as we are with the <laughs> yeah. product. Another thing, okay, so you guys are familiar with the King of Pro Wrestling title, right? Toro Yano has it. So he basically has to defend it all year, and then he's named the King of Professional Wrestling. He did it last year. So, oh, yes. And every match, there is stipulations. And it seems like every time he's named to defend it against someone, the guy that he's defending it against forgets that he has to name a stipulation. So he's going against evil this time. So after a couple of weeks, he keeps saying, I want a blindfold match, Toriano. He's like, I'm going to do a blindfold match. So his plan is four bags around the ring, and you have to get covered, I think, with all four of them and be blinded. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But Evil comes back with this other this other proposal, and his his proposal is the creation of darkness. No, no, the darkness match. That's what it's called. Toriyano's is the creation of dark darkness blindfold match. Evil's is the darkness match, where 
and people voted, quote unquote, they voted online. Uh, you, the lights were turned on and off every 30 seconds <laughs> during this darkness match. And eventually it gets down to a point where the lights are off for like a minute at a time. Could you imagine being at this show in a dark r- ring? <laughs> And you the know, lights gonna, just keep going on and off. And you know what would be silly as hell is that, like, you're watching it, and then the lights go off. Everybody's laughing and, like, spooked that the lights go off. And then they're going to be in some weird position when they come when the lights come back on. You know what I mean? Like, it would be amazing. But the New Japan fans decided they want to see the blindfold match instead. Like, I don't get it. Oh, the blindfold match it. won the vote. It makes no fucking sense. I would have signed up again. Well, maybe not. I would have gone and watched it pirately just to see this darkness match, but instead we get the blindfold match. I don't want to watch a blindfold match. Yeah, yeah, I would assume. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry, I just interrupted there. I would have assumed, too, if every time they turned the the lights off, you would have heard Toriano. (laughs) The whole time that the lights were out. (laughs) It sounds like it would be fun, but they went with with the blindfold match, which is boring. Brandon thoughts that's a shame yeah i was looking forward to toriano out working evil in the darkness and like outsmarting him in the dark even though that's like evil's special stipulation and, and like when they go back on he's somehow not nowhere where he thought or evil thought he would be so much uh lost opportunity with that so yeah they blow it all right let's move on unless you have any thoughts about that that's about all that's going on in new japan that i give you <laughs> boy man i know well, there's a certain Birdman who has the title, so no thanks. All right, I don't have my list up, so give me a moment. Sorry. <laughs> How's the weather where you are? How about a little small talk while I look this up? How long until we do the uh, the NXT historic, the Sami Zayn versus Nakamura, whatever we're, gonna, we're calling that We're going to do it right that, after the segment. That's coming up today. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch it? I hope you watched it. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. Right, I just cool. didn't couldn't remember seeing the outline. So that's something to look forward to after Jim pulls this up. Yeah, I got it. Here we go. So uh, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro has some free matches they're putting on Wrestle Universe. If you guys ever wanted to go check it out, I suggest you pop on there. They're free. They're one match and it's English commentary. It's Chris Brooks and Balianaki are doing the English commentary. They do a little promo. The matches are like 15 minutes and it's completely free. Go check them out. Also, they had a big show, um, and the reason why I'm going to start focusing, I, I decided I'm going to start focusing a lot on TJPW, and the reason being is because these girls are going to be in AEW, and most of them are, not most of them, but a couple of them have already shown up. So we've got Mesa Ruga, who is in TJPW now, she's working, and Yuka Sakazaki, we've seen her, uh, and of course, um, who the hell is, oh, Makito, of course, we've got Makito. So they put a ma- they put a show on. They had a big show. Go check out the free matches. But they put a big show up. It's called Still Incomplete. They did a couple of uh, title matches. Um, if you want to go and check any out, I say go check out Mayo Yamashita versus Hikari Noah. Now Hikari Noah is like this younger wrestler who was upset. She got into wrestling because she liked death matches, and she recently had her own death match and got the shit kicked out of her, which was a lot of fun. Um, no bleeding, but it was a lot of fun. Also, there was a tag team match between the Bakaretsu sisters and Neo Bishiki Gun. Neo Bishiki Gun is um, Mesa Ruga. She's in that. She plays her French maid alter ego, evil alter ego. I'd say go check that out as well. And also that one is is I call that match French maid versus 
giant musketeer? Yes. No, they're <laughs> in the I same watched... team. They're in the same team. Yes. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it's French maid and giant musketeer. Yeah, that's what she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be a mm-hmm. French. She's the French alter ego of uh, Saki Akai, who was a wrestler in DDT. So her French alter ego wrestles in TJPW. Oh, okay. Yes. Very good match, though. Friggin' uh, uh, Mesa Ruga in that last sequence where she, she ends up, they end up winning the title. She's just rolling all over the place and pinfalls, and she ends up, she's usually the pin eater on that team, and she pulls it out. It was a pretty good match. And then um, uh, Rika Tatsumi, who's the champion, she faced Maki Ito. And I got to say that this is for the title. Rika Tatsumi wins. Maki Ito, it's got to be Maki Ito's best match, match-wise, performance-wise. She's always entertaining to watch, but I think she's gotten to a point where she's a really good worker in her ring, and this match definitely proves it. Chris, did you check these out? You did check some of these? Out? Uh, I checked out a majority. I checked out the first two that you put up there. Mm-hmm. The Maki Ito match became a mad scramble to do a few things and watch that match. So I did mm-hmm. watch most of it. I saw the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl that was in the death match, she wanted to be a death match wrestler. Yeah, Hikari, uh, no, I am. And she was the one that got slapped at the end? No, 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 no. That's Rika no, Tatsumi. Uh, Mayo okay, Yamashita yeah. was the girl in the pink. She's the kick girl. Okay. And Hikari Noah is, uh, she wears the blue gear with the dark hair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just noticed one of them was wearing like those toe shoes that you run up the, yes, she was the one that got slapped in the face at the end. Yeah, that's Rika Tatsumi. There's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of uh, toe shoeing. A lot of toe shoeing it. Yeah. So coming out of this, we do get Rika Tatsumi versus Mayo Yamashita. So that should be an awesome match. But this, this show in general was very, very good. And I'd say go out of your way. And, uh, TJPW's mad, uh, shows are only like about two hours and 30 minutes, maybe. They're always a lot of fun. So if you're trying to get into it, now's the chance. If you miss Maki Ito, now's the chance to go check them out on TJPW. And, of course, if you're going to sign up for Wrestle uh, Wrestle Universe, in my opinion, if you're going to sign up for these things, always wait until the beginning of the month. The first of the month is when Japanese companies charge you. So if you want to get a full month's worth in, wait till May 1st <laughs> and bang it out. Good advice? I think so. Great advice, yeah. That tag team match was fun, too. As someone who feels like they watch the same uh, tag teams every single week, right. lots of different stuff going on there. Musketeer rocked. Yeah, good stuff. Saki, Saki-sama, was that what Sa- it was? Yeah, Saki-sama. That's her name when she's the evil French woman. Saki-sama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have alter egos. It's amazing. It's just very silly. I think I think TJPW is probably my favorite promotion, uh, women-wise, in Japan. It's just it's a lot more fun. In a, in a silly, but at sometimes it gets kind of serious. Like even the smat slap off at the end between Rika Tatsumi and Maya Yamashita ended up being like, Maya was like, why'd you slap me twice? She's just whining that she gets slapped twice. It's, 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 it's fun. It's kind of tongue in cheek. A lot of it, just like DDT is, they have really good workers and the whole thing is kind of jokey because it is professional wrestling. And why are we treating it so seriously? It's all very silly. All right, let's move on. <laughs> question for you though about yeah go ahead give it to me that's what i'm here for so maki ito was this her first match coming back after her excursion in the united states no she had a couple, she'd been wrestling she had a couple of tag matches and she one of the free matches that's available um on um wrestle universe she's in that yeah she gotcha. pretty much she pretty much did her little stint in aw for like two weeks and then hopped back on the plane came back and worked right away from the AEW side, I feel like she was the clear winner of that women's tournament. She blew up online more than anyone else did. Mm-hmm. Has that has that impacted how she's being booked in Japan at all, or is she still kind of on the same trajectory over there? 
I think that, you know, if you're going to look business-wise from TJPW, DDT's perspective, you don't want your champ to go over and be a jobber. I mean, in you'll say you'll say what you will about how well she performed when she was in uh, AEW, and I think she did a great job. She still lost and took the pins a lot. In AEW, she's just like strictly joke wrestler, even so much so that you had guys like Lance Storm saying they didn't get her and stuff like that, you know, like... When she comes over to TGPW, her, more of her story is rounded about, rounded out. But I don't see her with a – no one with a belt is going to go over there and lose. You know what I mean? You're not going to go to AEW and have your champ lose. It's probably the reason why uh, Yuka Sakazaki dropped the belt to Rika Tatsumi to begin with before she came over to lose in that tournament. You know what I mean? Got it, got it. Okay. Right? Does that make sense? Makes a ton of sense, yeah. yeah. Chris, any questions? No, I think you covered it. Cool. All right, let's move on. So uh, this week, it's our first time doing this. We're going to do a wrestling uh, rewind review. I figure it's two R's. That that rhymes, right? Wrestling rewind review. There we go. Yeah. Look how I did that. Liberations. Yes. So Chris uh, was up first. So he selected from April 1st of 2016 from NXT TakeOver Dallas. Sami Zayn versus Nakamura, which a lot of people say is the best match of the last 10 years in the United States. I'd be hard I did to, not know that. Yeah, I would it's be hard, hard to argue. When I was looking, when I was looking at um stuff about it, I was looking like doing research to see if they had ever wrestled before. It's like El Generico and Nakamura, but uh, I don't think so. And um, a lot of lists pop up naming that in their top ten. So pretty impressive. But Chris, I'll let you handle this. Go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, I think that was at a point in which. Um, it was right at, right before Mania, so Nakamura had wrestled in Wrestle Kingdom that year. And as we kind of learned through the years since then, that that's when their contracts all would run out is right at Wrestle Kingdom. And I think we had a pretty good idea that Nakamura was coming. So it wasn't a surprise, but there was definitely a lot of anticipation and a lot of build to it. Um, it was, I think, just before the moment in which everybody seemed to think they know everything about everything going on in professional wrestling. So with Nakamura coming over, even though that we knew he was coming to WWE, there was a lot of anticipation for the match, which I don't think we've seen in a long time. Um, so yeah, that was a, uh, there was a couple things I noticed about this. There was, um... You know, I remember watching it when we first saw it originally and being blown away by this match. And then when I watch it, what are we talking? How many years later? Almost 10 years later? No, it's was 20, 2016. 2016. <laughs> I'm sorry. So five years later. So five years You're later. You're dating me a little bit, making me feel older. Go ahead. Yeah, five years later, um, <laughs> I'm watching this, and I see how – I still see the brilliance in the match, but I see all the things that – I almost get I get so annoyed with when watching pro wrestling take place during this match. And none of them have to do with the guys in the ring. Give it to me. Go ahead. Okay. So why don't you want me to do positive and then negative? Let's do the negatives first because there's a lot yeah, more po- the there's a lot okay, more positive about positive. this match. But uh, go ahead. Let's okay. talk about the negatives. So, um, first of all, for a little background, this was his debut. This was his debut, and he decided he wanted to wrestle Sami Zayn. He right. called Sami Zayn out over the over the the big screen. He hadn't yes. made it to the United States. We hadn't actually physically seen him in a ring or in the room in the U.S. 
yet. So this was the first time you actually saw him in person in the United States. Right. Debut um, of his music, WWE, his iconic music, everything. Right. But everything. This was the first time. Um. So first of all, here it is. What I got? I got five things that that drove me nuts, and okay. one of them That's originated. Good. One of them originated in this group, and one of them originated in my, from what I remember in this show. Uh, the, tons of this is awesome. Yeah, a lot of it. Even the uh, even uh, Corey Graves. Yeah, tons of yes chance. Mm-hmm. Tons of, and I haven't seen heard this one in a while, but this used to drive me crazy. Crazy. This is wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> no shit. I thought it was something else. <laughs> um, the other one that really used to drive me case crazy, and they would use it in a number of different spots, was so and so, whoever the wrestler is going to kill you. Yes. You know that one? Of course. Okay. And and my most hated, and it started, in my opinion, maybe it happened before, but this was the night. And it was very natural that night, but ever since then it's been forced. Fight forever. Yes, fight forever sucks. So um Let me get let me get let me get Brandon's thoughts on these. Brandon, you got any negatives about this match you'd like to go into? Well, Chris Chris nailed it because this was this is a perfect summary of like a lot of the live wrestling experiences that I've had where something really good will be happening in front of your face. And then the rest of the crowd feels like they need to become a part of the event and yes. not just enjoy the event. Yes. And they start over inserting themselves into what's happening in front of them with the clear low light of all of this being, this is wrestling. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's some of the stupidest things. I, uh, they go ahead, that they think it's so cool. I'm sorry. That's a, that's what really makes it because everybody, there's not one person who's not doing it. It's complete mob mentality that they all need to announce to the people that aren't there that this is wrestling. This right here. Not anything else that happened. No. This is it. Also, you know, this was at, and I think this is at the height of when that was starting to happen. Uh, when the fans started taking over the show, thinking that it was about them and not about the guys in the ring. And that was right around that same time when Chris Jericho was doing the promo and they were doing that kind of shit. And he stopped and he said, listen, this show's about me, not about you. I'll stand here all night and wait for you to shut up. Yeah. And eventually it just all kind of died down. Then he continued his promo. I, uh, um, let me, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just, you know, uh, one thing that I noticed was when Nakamura, he does his, his entrance, right? And we're, since we're on the fans, we'll talk about it. Everybody's so excited, fucking freaking out. They're like, oh my God, I've been waiting for this for so long. This guy was at WrestleMania or Wrestle Kingdom. He wrestled fucking Kota Ibushi. It was so amazing. Or AJ Styles. I'm not sure who he wrestled last. Yeah, I don't it know. was AJ or, or Kota Ibushi. This was amazing. Oh my God, I'm so excited. There is one dude in the crowd <laughs> who's got his arms folded. He's having no fucking fun. He's so pissed. Like it's just like nothing will please this man. It was I just wanted to like spit on him. <laughs> like how, dude, relax. It's 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 a TV show. Come on, you're man. having That's fun. It. Yeah, you're probably there with your friends, and it costs a lot of money. Well, maybe so not. So you might as well enjoy. You might it. be well, there maybe, alone. Maybe maybe there by himself. You might be there alone. I almost went to all that WrestleMania stuff alone. If Willow didn't come with me, I would have been alone. Also. It's true. <laughs> but go ahead, continue. Um. We also, during this match, was was really enlightening that we also learned through Corey Graves and his insight that we learned that strong style <laughs> was invented by Inoki and yes. involved strikes and grappling. 
as opposed to the rest of pro wrestling. As it well doesn't as some, involve it, any of that shit. Go ahead, Brandon. Sorry. As well as submissions. Yes. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Strikes, scrappling. I knew there was something I forgot. And submissions. Things we never see in a regular pro mat wrestling match. The well, regular pro wrestlers don't do that. Only strong style. And it was invented by Anoki. What the fuck is everybody else doing? Well, this is wrestling, Chris. This is wrestling. This is wrestling. Ugh. <laughs> and look, I put this... Look, when you asked me to pick a match from one of the shows that I watch, I picked this one immediately. I'm going to get this out of the way because this match is fucking awesome. Yes. But when you go back and you've already seen the match and you go back and you can start seeing and it's nobody in the ring. It's all the fucking jerk offs sitting outside of it. Like, I got to get on television. Yep. Look, and it's about me. I spent a lot of money. How you doing? <laughs> Just watch the fucking show. Yeah. Uh. Christ. Um, so, Brandon, and, and any was, final thoughts on the crowd? You got any thoughts on the crowd? I, when it first starts, the crowd is awesome, and you're like, oh, man, I forgot how intense this can get. And it's really fun to watch a wrestling match when the crowd is, gets it going or any any fight. You know? But when it starts, stop. Watch. Enjoy what's happening in front of your face. You don't need to take over all of the big moments by – coming up with what's the next funniest chant we could say for this, this, this 15 seconds. Right. But let's talk about the good stuff. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. So, yeah, it gets really good. And then my opinion, it gets really sad. So, first of all, like I said, huge anticipation. I mean, it was like and it lived up to every bit of it, um, you know, recently. And it's nothing to do with Sami Zayn himself. And Sami Zayn does a great job. But the character that he plays being a heel doesn't lean into his uh, ability inside the ring. It's his ability to do everything else as opposed to his ability to actually wrestle. So you actually got to see the brilliance of Sami Zayn as a baby face and his ability to actually his technical ability to actually work inside the ring, which, uh, you know, I always thought was fantastic. Um, let me make, you know, a, let me make a point real, real quick, if I can. Yeah. Um, I would say that during this time, this 2016, 2015 into 16, Sami Zayn, the character, was the biggest babyface in professional wrestling. Like, most over babyface. Tanahashi may be up there. Main roster WWE doesn't matter. No, I, would, I agree with you. I would say that Sami Zayn was like, so, like, nothing he did was, like, people went nuts for him. He was just yeah. the super underdog. Because Daniel Bryan was retired, I believe, at this point. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't working anymore. He was right. retired. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I want. I am 100 percent in agreement with you. And that's what I was saying when I said that you see the brilliance of it. Mm -hmm. The guy was he and like I said, still amazing, but amazing in a different way. And not not that he couldn't do it, but amazing. Uh, it's character work now, now, more character work than actual physical wrestling work right now. Um, just the way that the two of them work off one another and the way that he flows from move to move to move to arm drag to like, you know, to this regular old school wrestling move to high spot without blinking an eye and without like any kind of real hesitation. Everything looks really natural. Everything goes over really well. Um, also like there's some of the spots, like one of them was where I don't know if he does it anymore, maybe because he's a bad guy and he does more talking than he does wrestling where he baits the guy in to follow him, and then he real quick ducks down, and the guy goes flying over the top rope. And uh, you used to buy into the Blue Thunderbomb almost beating people. Well, that was the one thing I wanted to say was, is like the figure four, the Blue Thunderbomb doesn't beat anyone. Right. 
But I remember almost, in one match, you in one match get in, in his build to to win the title, he had one match where he beat somebody with the Blue Thunder Bomb. All you had to do was beat him one time with the Blue Thunder Bomb, and then it becomes right. a believable finisher. Like, right. oh, he could beat somebody. I know it was just interesting. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it's pretty, and it's also on top of it being like there's a couple really nice high spots on Sami Zayn's side. He also gets into it with Nakamura. Um, Nakamura and him are trading arms. Nakamura actually gets his nose busted open, which I can completely forgot about. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, the back and forth in this match is tremendous. Um, another move that he used to do that he doesn't do uh, anymore. Once again, probably because he's a, a heel, is the dive between the bottom from the outside, dive between the bottom and the second rope to the other side of the outside of the ring. Like when he dives in between, uh, next to the, from the ground over the ring, back to the ground again, and he ends up getting caught with a knee this time. Yeah, or a kick um, or a knee or whatever. Yeah, this is yeah, like one yeah, of the best spots in kick. fucking years. He gets years. kicked in the head. It's yeah. nasty. Yeah. Oh my God, that shit um, is fucking hype. So at no point did you just was it a was it a foregone conclusion that Nakamura was going to get the win in this match? It went back and forth really well, and it kept that um, that like ah oh, Nakamura's probably going to win this in his debut, but maybe he's not. Oh my God, he's going to lose, which is always really cool to see. I always throw it back to that Brock Lesnar Daniel Bryan Survivor Series match. There was a minute. You thought Daniel Bryan was going to win that fucking match, and he ended up not winning it. Um, and that's good. I mean, as long as you give me that hope or that or that, you know, that I I I I, I start to believe that it could go either way. Um, Nakamura wins, and this is where, to me, his entire WWE career starts going downhill. Okay, he Hold wins on. with the Kinshasa uh, knee. Yeah, yeah, it used to be called the Bamaye, I believe. Bamaye. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, and the and the thing I say, and this is the sad thing, that you get to see all the things that made Nakamura a great wrestler. And very shortly after that, I mean, and he wins a Royal Rumble. He has a WrestleMania title match. But very shortly after that, they all pretty much get flushed down the toilet. Brandon, thoughts on the match? Yeah, I mean, it was an insane. I think it was like probably 20 minutes, which is like the sweet spot for me you could see at the beginning i enjoyed Sami Zayn. i like when you can see these guys trying to contain their emotion a little bit when he mm-hmm. went and sat down the corner before the match started he was he took that extra effort to not like smirk and really get into the moment and lose character uh i enjoyed that agree that the finisher sucked um the one thing that stuck out in my mind throughout is because both of these guys are on smackdown and i have to watch this show every week it's just, boy, how far they have fallen, mm. at least writing-wise. Chris always says that he's like, remember when Nakamura used to be a big deal? It's just like that crowd was exploding for that first match, and now he's just uh, a hindsight even for Cesaro. Yeah, it's just a dude and now. And Sami Zayn's running around doing this, like, conspiracy theory gimmick. Now listen, listen. Being stuck behind Cesaro, if you think about just saying those words, not necessarily an insult or a bad thing, but when you see where Cesaro is right. <laughs> most of the time, then you're like, oh, my God, look at this line of dudes in the mid-card, in this mid-card quagmire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just tar pit all these guys in the mid-card, and they got nothing for them. I... Um... 
the sad thing about all this is, of course, we praise the match. The match is fucking phenomenal. Go watch yeah. it. Yeah. Is that this kind of is Nakamura's best match in WWE. I, I would say it is his best match. In his first day. match, and it was just first kind match of... is his best match, and it slides. I mean, and, he, and and remember, he was NXT champion. He was NXT champion. He feuded with with Samoa Joe. Yeah. He he wrestled um, uh, uh, fucking AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Hmm? It was all. I don't know if it has to do with WWE nerfing him, maybe toning him down a little bit. I don't know what it is, but he still in this match he still feels like. IWGP Intercontinental Champion Nakamura. Yes. And now he feels like dude that shows up and surfs on the weekends. That's what he feels like now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Brandon, thoughts? No, yeah, I think that you nailed it. Um, I It felt like a big fucking deal to everybody in that building that this guy was here. And it's just disappointing to see that they've completely popped that balloon and and uh, there's nothing left of it, in my mind. Like, I don't think that there could, there's going to be another Nakamura run. So it's kind of sad that it started off at, like, a nine and just slowly tick, 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 tick down to, like, where it's at two right now, in my mind. Right. And remember, this was um, – a w, or NXT stopped doing this, big announcements. I think the last one, the big, last big announcement they had was what – well, they're doing it with Saray. But, like, they used to have, like, make a big deal of it. It was Prince Dev. I think the first one was Kenta. And then it was Prince Devitt, and you know Nakamura was a big signing, and they stopped. I think they stopped hyping it up. Although Sarah's, they're hyping her up pretty well, which I'm excited for. But Chris, well, she's up. wrestling Zoe Stark, so she's probably losing. <laughs> gonna lose. <laughs> Zoe Stark. Listen, no, I mean that's good. They're gonna put her in there with Zoe Stark because they're obviously high on that girl, on yeah. that woman. I will say, final thoughts, that this was a lot of fun. And if you're sticking with this podcast, I would recommend trying to do these every segment. Because after WrestleMania, I found myself feeling like Munchy Man a little bit. Kind of somewhat disinterested in a lot of the stuff that's been going on. But this got me really uh, hyped up again. So, Chris, final thoughts on the match? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think this was the best that we ever saw Nakamura. Um and I think we're at a point now in which we'll probably never see him at that level again. And I say this all the time. Um, Nakamura, to me, is awesome. But he's not one of those guys that I relate to as a wrestler where I don't get super excited to see him. Um, I still do. But he's – but he, well, I, I, mean, I never did. And it's not a knock on them. It's a personal taste thing. And it's not like, oh, I like him. He's awesome. <laughs> But he's not one of the dudes that really just get me going to see. Um, and he, he was that night. He was fucking amazing. And, that you know, honestly, that was a really good card. But he was right in the middle of it. They were in the middle of that card. And it was an amazing match. And it's a shame to see somebody with that that has just kind of been relinquished to silliness at this point. Hmm. All right. So next up, the next match we're going to review as selected by Brandon. Brandon, you have it handy, or you want me to say it? Are we doing this? Yeah, we're yeah, doing we're it. we're doing this. The next match we'll be this. reviewing for next week is, I believe it's WrestleMania Undertaker. 15. Correct, at the First Union Center. In Philadelphia. I don't remember this happening in Philadelphia. Holy shit. Okay. Sure, so, sure so it was in Philly. So a, little, uh, so a little of us, a little hometown flavor for this match. I'm double-checking that. 
It definitely was in the first Union Center. It's a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> so, here we go. So, the Hell in a Cell match it will be Big Boss Man against The Undertaker. I'm not going to give away what happens, just in case you've never seen this. No, no. I'm not going to give it away. We, if you've, if you've been listening for a while, you may have been spoiled to what happens. I'm very excited to watch this. WrestleMania 15, it's from what year? It's from 1999, right in the heart of the Attitude Era. Very exciting. I might actually watch this entire pay-per-view. It's probably terrible. You should. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, listen, this uh, is the one where Butterbean killed talking, Clark Kent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the Butterbean one. I was going to say that. Right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, no, no. It's yours. Bro. You go, buddy. Brandon, go ahead. But yeah, that's the that's probably what this is most known for. Is Bart Gunn gets murdered about like 20 minutes into this piece. <laughs> no, poor guy. Um, I I tell you what, I watched this match before, just to make sure this wasn't a horrible idea. The match is not that good. Not that you ever thought that it would be. Some of these are just going to be for pure ridiculous purposes, just to bring some levity to the show during a I can't wait. uneventful periods. But yeah. Check it out. It's only like 10, 50 minutes. All right. I'm going to look right now, just so you know, guys, it is at nine minutes and 48 seconds. So it's under 10 minutes of pure unadulterated joy. Nice. All right. You want to talk about these WWE releases before we dive into WWE? I would love to. All right. I'm going to start from January. I'm actually going to start from the beginning of the year. All right. We're going to talk about all the releases before we get to to uh, the big list that came out this week. So in March 21st, we got Andrade, Cien Almas, was released. February, Lars O'Sullivan was released. Good. Good. February, Steve Cutler, also released. Jackson, Good. Re- Jackson Riker's still on the team. And now here we go. I'll start off with the big names. Samoa Joe was released as of April 15th. Rumor was was that Samoa Joe still wanted to wrestle, and they has he hasn't been cleared by WWE. That's the rumor. Before we talk about all these, I'm just going to go through them. Peyton Royce and makes no sense why she's released, and also Billy Kay, who was in a WrestleMania fucking match, released the next day. Mickey James, Chelsea Green, who's just been injured since she showed up. Tucker Knight who was part of Heavy Machinery, Tucky, Tucky, Tucky. They obviously saw who the true talent was in that team. Kalisto? Gone. Bo Dallas? What the fuck has he even been doing? Didn't even know he still worked there. Yes. And Wesley Blake, who was part of the Forgotten Sons with Jackson Riker and Steve Cutler. So two of the, the Sons of Anarchy are gone, and they kept the really crazy one, Jackson Riker. So, uh, Chris, I'll let you go first. Thoughts? Uh, I think, you know, I don't even know what to say. A lot, a lot of those names are names that you'd expect them to go. I mean, I knew they were going to get, as soon as they break up, broke up the Iconics, I knew uh, Billy Kay was going. What, I just, what the fuck, why, that is the last tag team, no, Kyrie Singh and Asuka. That's the only legit tag team they had in the women's division. They win the title, they split them up, and then they're and then they, yeah. It, it just and it, and it's so it's so odd to me that like you know 
I, I, look, I don't work in the corporate world, Brandon, you do, but it's like, okay, we have an I we're, we're doing something. It seems to be working. We're going to have the grand idea to change that thing that seems to be working. And when it doesn't work, we're going to fire. We're going to let the person go. That was part of it. That's very strange. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Brandon thought you mm -hmm. made the decision to break these guys up. And when it didn't work, you punished them by letting them go. <laughs> now, Peyton Royce, I don't know that she didn't ask to go. Right. Her husband, boyfriend. We don't know. Husband. Husband. It's her husband. I think. He's in AEW. It, yeah. What's his he's name? He's in AEW. Mr. That's, Ten, Man. Um, Ten Man. That's Ten Man. That's um, Accolade. Accolade? No, not Accolade. <laughs> Summit. Uh, a, a peak. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you do. He, yeah, you do. He's uh, Sean Spears. Sean Spears. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sean Spears. Um, Ten Man what, Accolade. Ten Man. What are, no, what, Why are we calling him Accolade? The Apex. The Peak. Apex. What is it called? Pinnacle. 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 That's it. Yes, it took a little while. We were there. Um, it was like a thesaurus. Tucker Knight, not surprised. I would assume that they were paying Samoa Joe a, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And you don't pay guys a lot of money to sit behind that desk. Not right. the money they were probably paying him. And he probably wanted to work. That guy's a pro. Yeah. I'm sure he wasn't pouting. He was probably like, let me go. Because you know he's going to pop up. 90 days, he's going to be somewhere immediately. Right. Um, it's a shame. Now, I would assume that uh, – I would assume he wasn't – is that a fact that he wasn't medically cleared or is this it's just – It's not a fact. This is just all speculation. Okay. It's just speculation. I would assume that that, that seems to, like that would, that would be believable because – like I remember uh, – was it you that sent me that promo that oh he did? God, or Brandon that sent me that promo where he came you. walking down to the ring? The Brock Lesnar one? Or yeah. the other one where he just starts burying everybody? Burying everybody. Oh, my God. It was so fucking good. Dude, you know, this is so a guy. Good. This is a guy that, yeah, worked great work in the ring, believable in the ring. He's a giant, crazy, like, tough, fucking monster ass-kicking machine. Uh, and he's great in the mic. Um, and I would assume that he was probably making a lot of money and they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay him that money to sit behind the desk because he wasn't bad behind the desk. No, he, he was great. Very good. Yeah, he was know? great. Um, you know, and he definitely balanced out the the justification, man. Um, what's his name? Byron, oh, Saxton. Byron Saxton. He yeah. did that because of this. And then he did this because of that. And I'm going to give you the story. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I just want to see that dude on TV. So. He, he goes somewhere else. Let him go somewhere else. I mean, you're talking he, about Byron I, Saxton, right? No, I, I want to see Byron Saxton. I want to can't stop. look. Byron talking Saxton about accolade. Never, I'm talking about accolade. I'm talking about Samoa Joe. Um, but yeah, one of the better promos that they had. Um, I really think that that they missed an opportunity, uh, giving him the title. I think he should have. It would have put him over great if he was able, even if he was able to do it like one of these surprise catch Brock Lesnar in some submission and knock him out. And then carry it for a few months. How about this? How about um, this? Remember when he was feuding with AJ Styles and he was chilling yeah. and he was with his kid and his wife and he was calling his wife by his name and he was calling her on the yeah. phone. Yeah. The shit was amazing, dude. It was amazing. It was so yeah. good. And, you know, look, everybody knows I, I never watched TNA, but those two have been going at it forever. Right. So that was a, that was a pretty thing with him. I think he... <laughs> He said something about Matt Hardy finding or uh, Jeff Hardy finding a twelve-step meeting or something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, just, oh I mean he was, was brilliant. So, so it's, it's a shame that they never got to use him. I think to his full potential. 
Um, even when they had him tagging with Kevin Owens against Seth Rollins. And I think that's where he got hurt and we hadn't seen him since. Yeah. Um, but the other names on that list, I mean, you know, I, I read an article or somebody was talking about Peyton Royce and Billy Kay and how they were tag teams, but they were a comedy act and that they, um, every time things would like, you know, somebody would show up to kick their ass, they would scream and run away. Heel tag teams are the best because of that. Yeah, they weasel. Like that's what you put a championship on as a heel tag team. I mean, because we have a heel tag team. We, I mean, who's who would be better out of all the tag teams that they had in WWE uh, women's division? Look at the tag team that's holding the titles now. They're it's horrific what they're yeah. doing. So Brandon, but everybody Fox. else Got in that it. league, no, that, Chris uh, is doing a great job. Yeah. I'm not surprised by anybody else on that. They're all. Other than the three people I'm talking about, Samoa Joe and the Iconics, the rest of them later. I I, I, I can see why they. I mean, Mickey James. Yeah, Mickey James. She got hurt like in yeah. a match, and then she complained yeah. to the on social media about it, and it's like her husband was chiming in. Yeah, like, it's come just on, like, man. You know, yeah, corporate corporate lifestyle. You need to. Yeah, go. you just need to just keep your mouth shut and just be like, okay. Mm. Good, Brandy. Thoughts? Yeah, Chris nailed it. Uh, Samoa Joe just has to be like, if you can cut for three, four percent of your total salary for your company and not really lose any viewers, you're probably going to make that decision. If you're publicly traded, that's what they did there. Right. My, my only thought with him was, you know, that shows you when that someone's that good and you know, they're 38 years old. Why would you waste time with them? Just m- put them right into a big story, move on it, have them have that career moment. Before something happens, because he was as good as anybody on the show. The one that really surprised me, though, was Billy Kay, just because she was fun, like, right now. She was she was applied to the stories that were going on still. I can I've watched so many episodes of SmackDown in the last five months. I can probably tell you every single time Billy Kay was on TV, because it was entertaining every time, at least somewhat. So to get rid of someone that's really good at their job right now and couldn't possibly cost that much, that was the one where I was like, why would you do that? Right. But besides that, it's just a lot of people that they didn't really have spots for. All right, let's move on. SmackDown, what do you got? Oh, someone's bringing the groceries in upstairs. So. <laughs> 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 you can hear that about that. The Corey, Corey Graves got replaced by Pat McAfee. I don't know if this is a long-term thing but or not, but uh, that was an enjoyable change. He was pretty good. So McAfee's on SmackDown now. Um Roman he was, Reigns he was getting is, a little. Oh, did, if I can chime in, if he he was getting a little involved with the talent too, right? Like people were calling him out while he was on commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he was uh, he was doing stuff like matches that he did when he was NXT. He would be like, "What was that? What is that? That's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life." Oh, right. It's being absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but um, Roman Reigns kind of just go back to doing his thing, saying he piled up two Hall of Famers on top of each other. And pinned them both up real good. Who's going to be interested in fighting me now? Uh, then Cesaro comes out and he's like, "Well, it's it's me." So I, I think that's where we're going to go for a little quick one month storyline with Backlash. Mm. They end up making him making him uh, fight Jey Uso at the end of the the night, and that gets, ends in a DQ because Seth Rollins is not going to let go of getting spun around too many times. So there we go. I like this though. Get Seth yeah, Rollins right into the title scene. Let's do it. I guess that's what they're going to do. I still, yeah, stupidly want Cesaro to get this big push. That's probably never going to happen. But uh, 
they'll probably just use the Cesaro thing to springboard Seth Rollins back into it. Other than that, uh, not too much at all. Bianca has a little promo um, where she's just kind of talking about being the best. I hope that they go somewhere. I didn't have too much to say about that, but the only reason I wanted to bring it up was because I <clears throat> I hope they kept going to Bailey during the episode, and I hope that uh, they get something going where, hey, Bailey's the last person to beat her three months ago. I think that would be actually entertaining TV if they go back to those two. Um, other than that, the only thing I wanted to note was they were – Rey Mysterio is like on all the t- commercials for this WWE 2K22 video game that they're mm-hmm. starting to push. Chris, and you're buying this, right? I can't believe it. It's back. <laughs> Chris has <laughs> owned like every they, copy of it for like the last they, ten years. No, yeah, I bought. I think I bought two two of them. I bought before I said I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty poor. poor they're games, terrible. But, um, awful. I think that they're, he seems to be the guy that's going to be behind this. I don't know why, so I'm expecting him to start getting a little push here, maybe towards one of these titles so that they can roll out with the, this video game coming out. Hmm. But uh, that's pretty much it. Chris, thoughts? Questions? Anything? Nah, nothing. I really got nothing for it. Uh, Pat McAfee. Um, the only thing that I I was watching, it, you know, no, nah, no, I'm happy. I mean, I like Pat McAfee, but I'm just worried. I don't want Pat McAfee becoming a little bit too Pat McAfee, and then eventually he'll just be like, enough of Pat McAfee. I don't think he's just going to be an announcer. There's no way. Yeah. He's too yeah, big of an announcer. Like, I'm not – I was not aware of what big, what big how big a name he was because I don't watch NFL, and I had no idea who the fuck he was. But then I found out that he's got, like, a fucking podcast with, like, six million subscribers and shit like that. Yeah. Like, he's a big fucking deal. There's no way he's just going to be an announcer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thoughts on that, Brandon? Yeah, he's like, I mean, he was a punter in the NFL. He wasn't like a famous NFL player, but I think when people come out of the NFL and they start acting ridiculous and like, I guess, becoming more relatable and telling like inside the NFL stories, that's why he blew up. So, I mean, he's not like a, a big name, but yeah, he's, he's probably too big for that job. Right. He's more I, known as like a media guy, though, I would say. Speaking of that NFL, I forgot to mention that uh, what's his name got released, too. Um, Mojo Rowley. Mojo. So I guess uh, the the never tight end guy, the tight end guy from New England won't <laughs> never, be. Able. Never was a fan. Who's the guy from New England that was Gronkowski? Gronkowski, yeah, Gronk, yeah. Well, Gronk, Gronk's Air actually Buds. playing in the NFL again, so I doubt we'll be seeing him for a while. Um, he was he went to uh, he went to uh, Tampa Bay last year, won another Super Bowl, um, and uh, so I doubt we'll be seeing him anytime soon. I'm sorry, I can't pay attention to this. I have to watch uh, 40 hours of women's wrestling from japan i can't pay attention to i'm sorry <laughs> this is why you guys this is this is not my expertise i apologize to the listeners and you know and to pat mcafee's like to pat mcafee you are right brandon but he also did play on that Colts team that won the super bowl with with uh with peyton manning and yes he was a punter and he wasn't that well known but if you remember that Colts team was on at four o'clock and eight o'clock and nine o'clock almost every other week so it was one of the more well-known uh, football teams at the time. But just to what you were saying, I mean, he does carry some weight, but not much. You're right. You you are right. There you go. Yeah. yeah and I got you. Reggie Roby. And I'm weird, and I remember <laughs> punters. I remember Reggie Roby. He used to wear a Casio watch so he could time his own kicks. I remember Reggie Roby. That's how long ago I watched for football. All right, let's move on. Chris, Raw. Yeah, Raw. Do we really have to talk about it? Well, I mean, there was one thing. I'm going to give him credit for one Ooh. thing on Raw. Oh, yeah. It better, so, be, it better be Charlotte Flair because that fucking promo was awesome. No, Charlotte Flair is awesome. Uh, but we're not. I'm not going to get there yet. First of all, 
I'm going to shit on it for a bit because they opened the show essentially the exact same way that they opened it last week. Drew McIntyre arguing at an MVP and then a match between Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin and the Viking experience. So the first 20 minutes of the show was the exact fucking 20 minutes ago from last week. Wait, they're called the Viking experience? The Viking experience. I thought they were called the Viking Raiders. I'm called. Were they called? They were the, oh no, they were the Viking experience for a little period of time. Were they? they? Came up. I don't remember. Yes. I know they all They blends. were War Machine, but then they got rid of War Machine, I'm assuming because of Marvel and Disney. Oh, also because that, that War Machine I don't beat think the shit out of his what, girlfriend. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was more along the lines of they were going to worry about, you know, you want to get into copyright battles with people, that's fine. You don't want to get into copyright battle with Disney. Yeah. I don't you know, know what I mean? Google, Google search War Machine. I bet you that guy comes up first. Oh, that guy will come up. Um, I didn't even know there was a Disney War Machine. I think Christy Mack. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah Christy Mack, that was it. Say War yeah, Machine. Mack was the guy. He was the MMA fighter that beat her up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so anyway, it starts out the exact same way as it did. Uh, Riddle actually beat Randy Orton, and the match was pretty good. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to mention that. That was exciting. That was a good match. So Randy Orton uh, has moved on from his slime days. No, well, so here was the thing. Did you see? Did you actually physically see this? No. Okay. <laughs> cut a promo. I'm going to tell you. So they cut a promo. So so Randy Orton's doing his promo, be it backstage, and he's talking about how he's the, the fiend's behind him, and the fiend has no power, and I, I took the power, and the fiend, and the fiend is gone. Well, the entire time, if you look in the background, there's some random woman with her back to the camera on the cell phone. And I kept waiting for something to happen. For her to turn around <laughs> to the, and be like. Yeah, like <laughs> to the point where I'm actually watching on TV when Randy Orton would move in front of her. Here we go. You ready? I would move my head. To try to see who it was. <laughs> so you can see behind the TV. I got you. I've been there. Uh, so, um, yeah, so that was that, uh, Randy Orton is now through with the fiend. Um, McIntyre gets attacked by Mace and T-Bar. Apparently they must be working with MB- MVP. Mace, Mace and Windu. And Windu. Um, I said that, uh, Mace was, um, Babatunde. I was wrong. Uh, it's another dude. Um, I just remember he was a big dude with long hair. <laughs> I assume that's was him. I he was did have wrong. a mask on. I mean, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, it's a big dude. It was a big dude with long dreadlocks. I just assumed and it was a mask. Him. And a mask. Uh, and a mask. Um. So later on in the night, he gets it. Drew McIntyre demands a handicap match, uh, with Mason T. Bar. It ends up turning into a tag team match between McIntyre and Braun Strowman, Train Man, Brown, and T-Bar and Mace. The only reason I mention this is that during the match, Drew McIntyre pulls Mace's mask off his head and continue. And this thing's like a hard piece of plastic and starts beating him viciously with it. Nice. And the same thing Strowman does that to T-Bar. Now they get the win because Drew McIntyre gets disqualified for beating the dude with his mask. The only reason I want to mention is they actually did a good job of taking two characters that nobody cares about and you went down a very bad road with and you had no way of bringing them back from that silliness of retribution and you managed to unmask them without them looking silly. They got the win and they got out of there. And I thought it was a good little piece of writing that they did that, that they ripped their masks off. Now they're gone and you don't have to worry about how you're going to be able to do that without making them look stupid. So Mace is Dio Madden. 
I don't know who that is. <laughs> His real name is Brennan Marcel Williams. He used to play for the Houston Texans. There you Jim, go. do you, Jim, do you know? Let me ask you this: Did you know that Houston had a football team other than the Oilers? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I did know that. I did know Is, that. Am I way out of line asking you that? No, question? no, no. I did find out last season that the Raiders play somewhere else, and the they Rams aren't in St. Louis. What the and fuck is going on? Yeah, the Rams are in L.A. and the Raiders are in Las Vegas. Wait, wait. The the Rams are back in L.A. The Rams, the Rams were in L.A. They failed. They were in St. Louis. They failed in St. Louis. They went to L.A. They failed in L.A. They went back to St. Louis. They failed in St. Louis. And now they're back in the L.A. It's a fail in L.A. again. How do you think that's going to go? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. In a stadium that is ridiculous. Like big, small. Yeah, like ridiculous. Same with same with um, same with the Raiders. The Raiders stadium they call the Death Star because it's just this giant shimmering black oval in the middle of uh the, in the middle of yeah in the middle of the desert basically brandon you got thoughts on this on football or on raw <laughs> jim did you know the uh tampa bay rays are playing half their games in montreal and they're becoming the montreal slash tampa bay rays because neither I, of them can get fans there's a little one for you no i didn't know that either i started watching baseball a long time ago <laughs> No, I don't have any thoughts on this. Raw is just like a one Charlotte Flair promo away from just being like the worst Raw ever every week. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, you got anything else? Yeah, sure. I mean, Charlotte Flair comes out. She starts calling everybody out. Oscar comes down to the ring, calls Charlotte a bitch. So apparently, bitch is the word du jour of. That's pretty good. Of, though, uh, yeah. She was just like uh, Charlotte Flair was just like laying into Oscar, and Oscar was just like, wouldn't let her talk. Yeah, and Oscar just yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty awesome slash bad. Like she was being a horrible person. When I say bad, it's just atrocious. She was evil, but it was awesome. It was she was she it was awesome. Charlotte's been awesome. She looks great. Um, they have a match later on at night. Oscar gets the win after uh, Rhea Ripley distracts Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte loses her mind (laughs) and attacks the ref. Nice. Hip tosses this man across the ring. Nice. The refs should be uh, just like stuffed down like like a doll. They should around. start doing. Remember that? Remember when it was like Teddy Long and crew and they were picketing? Yeah. Because they, they were getting beat, beat up, up every yeah. week. They're gonna have to start doing this again. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and then I guess I saw it on social media somewhere. Adam Pierce comes out uh, afterwards and says that Charlotte has been suspended. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the last guy that was suspended that just showed the fuck up whenever they wanted to. Usually, Brown. Yeah, Brown. He was suspended. He was like, oh, I'm done with this. And then he came back and was just like, choo-choo. Oh, and then and then we I forgot. Um, I guess since Maurice is back, she's uh, had her child and she's done maternity leave. John Morrison has been swept completely under the carpet. Right. Well, I mean, I never yeah. got a tease in it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he wrestled, Miz wrestled Damian Priest. I liked it. Yeah. How about, uh, how about Seamus's uh, open challenge? I did. That was cut out of the Hulu. Uh, oh, it was that exciting. He just beat the shit out of Humberto Carrillo. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I had it on a television. You know, I have a rule. It's been happening. I didn't text you guys last week, but I, I it, it's not, not a hard and fast rule, but it seems to happen this way every time I watch Raw. As soon as Elias comes on, that's my cue. No, that's a good call. Why you do you don't want the amazing spot of him playing the guitar and then a horn playing instead? 
Fucking stupid. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, God, here we go. Let's talk about this. Hold on. No, I forgot. I I'm glad I brought this up. So he's playing the guitar. Xavier Wood comes out and plays the bass. Like stand-up? Yeah, no, no, no. Like an electric bass. Yeah. They come down to the ring. Kofi Kingston's going to wrestle Elias. They come down to the ring. As they're wrestling, Xavier Wood's outside and outside the ring, and he's playing Stone Cold's theme on the bass while Kofi Kingston is doing all of Stone Cold's moves in the ring. Oh, my God. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> that was pretty good. Do, do, because do, do, you saw do, do, it. It was like, wait a minute. Yeah, he's playing the song. And he does he does the Luthez press and Corey Graves like wait a minute I see what they're doing that's a Luthez press he's stomping a mud hole in him which is probably the only song that Xavier Woods could play on the bass right <laughs> <laughs> so they were like let's do this so they continue to be a bright spot too I mean I got to give them credit they've actually they they do a great job is that it for Raw and that's it that's uh, all did anyone catch the Stone Cold biography show. No, but I would assume it's like every other biography of Stone Cold I've ever seen. Brandon, did you catch it? I did not. No. I did not either. I did. I don't think it gleaned anything. So I'm not going to watch. Um, I was just curious if they were going to talk about him beating his wife. Probably not. Christ. Probably not. I don't think no. So. no. Yeah. No. Um, I will say this: every time that uh, there's any kind of wrestling documentary on television. Whether it be the Andre the Giant one on HBO, Dark I liked Side the Andre the Giant one. I thought that was great. So did I. But that was a prof- that was Bill Simmons did that. He does a great job yeah. with, with, his, with his sports docs. Um, everybody turns to me and they say, people I know turn to me as the resident wrestling guy, right? And they say, oh, are you going to watch this or did you watch this? Are you going to watch this? Mm-hmm. And I always say no. Yeah. And they're always surprised that my explanation is is that I've been watching. I've watched so many documentaries about wrestlers that I know all this stuff. Already. No, it's true. None it's the same stories over and over again. That's why I stopped listening story. to, um, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Pritchard. Pretty much yeah. the same story over and over again. Same stories. Um, now I'm more into, like I listen to Bischoff cause I'm more into, I like to understand how television works mm. on the listen. to him talk how ratings and money and TV works mm-hmm. cause he actually discusses money on that show. But like I said, you know, they're they're all the same. I always I say you should watch it. You'll probably like it. But me, I've seen this a million times. Brandon, do you watch documentaries on WWE guys or wrestlers in general? Uh, yeah, I still do. I I still enjoy it. But again, the reason I didn't watch this one is because I lived through this. Like if it's Under the Giant, I I had no clue what was right. going on with that. So I'll pick stuff up from that. But if I guarantee you, I learned more about Stone Cold Steve Austin looking stuff up on the internet when I was in middle school right. obsessed with this than yeah. anybody's going to tell me on AETV or whatever it's on. I am um, the, the dark side of the ring. I kind of enjoyed some of those, but I mostly enjoyed the ones where I didn't already know. Like, of course I enjoyed the ones where I didn't already know the story. Like the Dino Bravo one. I was blown away by that. I had no idea that happened. Dino Bravo is one of these guys that I was like, must find out what happened to Dino Bravo. But the story was just so fucking wild. I was like, okay, this, this was entertaining. Any yeah, final thoughts, Chris? Um, no, I think we're good. Brandon? No, it's a short week. Next week we'll talk a little Big Boss Man. Check yes, it we out. are. Don't forget. Ooh, I, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I do have some melts for you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. 
because I noticed something. I heard I heard something happen that I want to go back to. We say we remember when Melt said last week that nobody knew who Bad Bunny was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when his tickets tickets went on sale. Yeah, so they they shut down Ticketmaster. Yeah, it crashed. It broke Ticketmaster. Yep. Melts. So when you listen to this, melts. Yeah, he's like you were wrong again. Melts. It just a year in advance those ticks. Yep. I guess we're not going. Not unless we want to pay $1,000 for tickets to go sit in a football stadium. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Remember, next week, if you want to watch along with us, we're going to be watching WrestleMania 15, the legendary Hell in a Cell match between <laughs> The Undertaker, accompanied by Paul Bearer, and The Big Boss Man. If you haven't seen it yet, we're not going to give you any spoilers. Go check it out, and we will review it next week. So let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon and Chris, I am Jim, and we will be back here next week. Undertaker versus the Big Boss Man in a Hell in a Cell WrestleMania 15. <laughs> <laughs>